Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Smashbox TV's podcast, 435's After, After Show. Happy New Year! Yeah. Happy New Year. This will usually come out on Friday. Oh, which will get be wild new, on Friday. Which is Friday the 30th? New, yeah. Friday the 30th. You know what they say about that day. New Year's Eve Eve. <laughs> yep. Wildest night of the year. Uh, it's going to be. Welcome in, everyone. This is the Smashbox TV podcast after show. We talk a little bit about disc golf, then sometimes a little bit more, but it's easy to get off the rails into anything else that may or may not be disc golf related. We love to take your questions and comments from the board, especially the chat board that comes to us via YouTube. But if you're out there on the Facebooks, well, that might work as well. So welcome in as we're just getting caught up with a few of the messages that were posted. Ace runs out there in full effect getting on it. Uh, Paul Martin was unnecessarily warned by the <laughs> by uh, Nightbot. By Nightbot, uh, Paul, you're you're still okay with us, buddy? He just had a lot of caps. He was thanking us. A lot of capital letters. Nightbot sometimes gets a little overreactive when it comes to the Sam. Mm, I'm just protective of us, and so we thank you for we that. Thank Nightbot. you, Nightbot. I I have Nightbot set at a little bit higher level, just because for a while we were running into um all that that uh, lovey dovey spam mm. with a, with a lot of emojis and hearts and eggplants and pears mm-hmm. so I, I i i cranked i cranked nightbot up a few uh like a year or so ago and i never quite cranked him back down so he gets a little touchy yeah not in a good way either no all right not welcome in do. hope everyone had a good christmas if that's what you're into or happy hanukkah kwanzaa all the holidays whatever you are into uh 
Sorry, I'm just kind of scrolling through a few of the headlines that I saw, uh, one of which was uh, Ricky Wysocki and Gannon Burr are doing something. It looks like they're going to be in Kansas City doing something. Uh, I've seen this posted here for a few weeks. That's going to be on January 8th. And then also, uh, and I know we talked about it, of course, during the regular show, as we promised, but... uh, I know that I saw some new information from Ricky Wysocki and his foundation. I wanted to make sure we shared it as well. Uh, SakiBaumFoundation.org. And whoops, if I could spell foundation.org. Because I think there was some uh, new initiative that they were putting together. And of course, I don't have it in front of me. So I'll, I'll search for it and then I'll get back to you guys on that. But I know they are still doing stuff uh, and they, they created something new. But the it's SakiBombFoundation.org if you want to go out. Talks, they have a scrolling. Ooh, they have scroll saying that $48,250 has already been donated year to date. And there has, I, I'm assuming that includes uh, 34 thousand dollars being elite series aces thousand dollars elite series aces 34 so that's pretty awesome mean 34,000 wow we've had 34 aces in the elite series sure amongst all the players that makes sense that's that's uh that's less than three i was gonna say three a weekend but we have more than 10 so yeah that's only like one and a half a weekend i guess that probably makes sense on a weekend yeah these courses aren't necessarily mostly set up for aces terry if you didn't notice hmm Okay. Well, I don't know. I mean, I get aces. Mm. (laughs) When I try. I don't know if you do, Terry Miller. Uh, All right. Let's read a few things off the board. And I see. uh, Are you buying any mystery boxes, Omnipresent Waves ass? Nope. Not me personally. Yeah. I, I, I will not go into a long tangent about mystery boxes and their them being not mysteries because that's like i wish mystery boxes would go or mystery yeah mystery boxes would going would go back to being legitimate mysteries rather than hey you want to get this mystery box here's what it contains these seven discs and it's like yeah it's seven discs and you maybe the the mystery is what weight and color you're getting (laughs) (laughs) uh the mystery is it's probably not going to be the weight or color you wanted yeah and then you'll complain about that um any box or boxes or company for that matter that does it where the majority of the items aren't already known and there's something that's truly exclusive to the mystery box i think is going to continue to have a greater success i.e from what i've gathered the disc mania mystery boxes they often if not always have had something in there that is unique to the mystery box that isn't necessarily something you could go get anywhere else or if so not for a long time not after for at that, least yeah a couple or months. something of that nature that's that to me that's one that jumps out now maybe others do it please educate me if so but i feel like that is should be a key to success and to people wanting to jump on board with it now with that also being said i have now bought a number of Discmania mystery boxes due to some of their hype throughout the years and i have never once opened one i have ever I, it will make for a great youtube video someday i have I think every year they've done mystery boxes. I have them, 
and I have never opened them. They're just sitting sealed. Still a mystery. <laughs> they are still a mystery to me. And the best part is, you know that some people have forgotten now, even your most diehard fans, maybe have forgotten, like, well, what was in your your twos? Like, you wait long enough, and, and everyone will then treat it like it's truly a mystery. So uh, someday I will go through. There is one in particular that arrived many years ago that was completely destroyed just by sheer shipping. It was completely destroyed. And so if you just like moved your hand around a little bit, you could basically make out the contents of everything. But that's stored in a corner of my office somewhere, and <laughs> okay. it hasn't been touched since. So it'll it'll be fun. All right. Do you know your schedule for the 2023 season, Terry? When will you be in the booth or on the course? I largely know. Uh, there, there was some chart. There's, there's a spreadsheet. spreadsheet. Not a chart. It's a spreadsheet. Well, it's also a chart. It's not. What? You don't think it's a chart? No. A chart, I think, implies a graphic of some sort. Oh, no, no, because no, no, no. We're going to look up definition oh, of a chart. All right. So what is a Clearly, chart? it is a spreadsheet, but a chart, I believe, is some sort of graphic representation of data. It says a sheet of information in the form of a table, graph, or diagram. And that's where, that's where I beat you, uh, table. Table? It's, yep. Uh, yeah, I think I think that is. I mean, so, I, I I see where you're going with it. That is so ticky tacky because I think of a table like a table is like a small graphic inside of a bigger thing that's like, hey, here are you know. Now, if this was like a, a sheet, like a word doc, Terry, with a sheet like a small table in it that had all your information, I would give you that as a as a chart. But, I but think the fact that the whole thing is largely. a spreadsheet. <laughs> At any rate, oh there's a chart-like function <laughs> that uh, some would call a spreadsheet. Call shenanigans on this one, but okay, go ahead. Uh, that that has largely been shared among the the talent as. I guess we're called uh, shared among the talent within the disc golf pro tour and various weekends have been either highly uh, demanded. It's not the word have been either highly regarded or, uh, or, or solidified. And some weekends there might be a little bit of player influx on those, but for the most part, most of the talent schedule has in fact been laid out for the 2023 season. Uh, which in which includes sometimes being on site. Uh, I don't know if we're spoiling news, so it, and and really it's not that impactful to the rest of the world. So I'll say it um, in case it is spoiling news. Uh, one thing that's been talked about is developing more on site booths, mm-hmm. so that becomes more of a more of a regular thing. Uh, it certainly won't be every weekend and every event, but it's it's a strategy that's been. It was actually used many years ago where we had it quite often at events. We had challenges with it. Then the booths were quite static, largely being either in Bend or Milwaukee. And now in 2023, we're going to see a quite a few events that will have a an on-location booth. And right off the bat, I think of your, our first regular Elite Series event being Vegas, where Philo and Ian will be in the booth. Uh, I'll be out on the course, but the booth will actually be located in Vegas as opposed to being in Milwaukee. So um, there'll be a few this season, probably like the Elite Series Plus events, maybe and Worlds. We've always had a booth on site. Maybe the 
the championships USDGC is usually on site. There'll be a few of them where the booth is on site. Uh, I I'm so torn on that. Personally. Yeah, uh, it, it naturally you're torn because naturally it comes with a, a number of pros and it comes with a number of drawbacks and additional challenges. That's that's the long and short of it. Someday we get we could get into more of those, but it comes with pros and cons as does most decisions. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, Ray Zerhausen says online sports gambling is officially legal in Ohio January 1st. If I stop showing up for podcasts, that's what happened. RIP. Let's keep your kneecaps engaged. <laughs> Ray, we don't need. Oh, I figured it meant because he, he won so much money. He just that, like bought a whole new internet and then doesn't watch. He us. bought new hosts for Smashbox. <laughs> he, he just bought a whole new. Yeah. Well, I, I hope so. That's interesting. I'm gonna have to look into that because I don't know exactly what that entails for Ohio. I think they were one of the holdouts for fantasy sports as well. So if that's the case, that opens up a tiny little bit more of a door for me in different areas of skip base. The only question is, where do you lose more money? Online gambling in Ohio, or, developing a website called Skip Ace, or on the Turnpike, or on the uh, on the uh, toll road of Ohio, uh, you're gonna spend way more money there yeah. year after year. I bet, uh, Johnny, your Packers are still alive. I genuinely believe they're gonna make the playoffs somehow. I mean, it's tough, right? Every almost everything mm, that could have went right yes, this weekend 100%. did. Yes, like I mean, Giants and, and that doesn't lost. guarantee anything, but. Packers still need to win out. They need to beat the Vikings and uh, some other teams. Is it the Lions? Are we playing the Vikings and the Lions the last two games? I think that might be it. Um, And the Vikings are this week, I believe, at home. Oh, it sounds like I need to reach out to my main man, Doug Bjerkus, and throw down a little bet. And then the final week, the Lions, I think, is in Detroit. So Minnesota. This weekend, and then Detroit. Uh, scroll. I want to see where Detroit is. Uh, it's in at Michigan oh. on the... Oh, no. So, so they're both at Lambeau. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. They're both at, at Lambeau. Lambeau. Home field. Weather. I mean, honestly, the weather this weekend isn't going to be that bad. No. It's gonna so be. I would rather see it be a little colder. Who knows what it's going to be in two weeks. So we need to win both games, clearly. And we need, I think, the some help. Washington to lose one of their last two. Mm. And then I think we're we have a chance to get in. So... I mean, at this, it's kind of funny because I'm kind of a little bit torn. Obviously, I want to see us make the playoffs because once you're in the playoffs, anything can happen. This isn't a great Packers team, so I don't really feel like they're going to be able to make it all the way. So we're kind of past the point of tanking for a draft pick. Mm -hmm. We already have enough wins where, guess what? If we tank now, we get like the 16th pick versus the 22nd pick or something that we're probably going to get. Uh, I don't know. I'm happy. I'm hoping we make the playoffs. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, and then from there we can kind of see what happens, but you never know. Teams get, you know, anyone that plays fantasy football knows that like the last couple of weeks have been the fantasy playoffs in a lot of teams and just the right team gets hot and beats you. Uh, a good friend of ours, Adam Ladwig, his team stunk most of the year, but guess what? He got into the playoffs and he beat me. <laughs> so eh, life happens. The superior skills. That's all it takes. Superior skills. All right. Let's keep on looking at what else came in. Uh, Buzz Swan says, Smashbox is the best mystery each week. Uh, to me, yeah. too. Yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll go there, there too. There are, there are a lot of times Terry walks into my house at 844, and I don't know who our guest is going to be. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. So we, I knew today because him and I talked earlier today, but you're right. It's a mystery to me. I as am well. VP of guest acquisition. You are. I might, I might get a pay raise. I might promote you. Oh, I, I should be president. Yeah. I think, I think I'm the only one that does that. I think that, you're going to so. be president of guest acquisition. guest acquisition. Yeah. Because okay. I think there's like usually maybe one guest a year I end up lining yep. up. Yep. Good job. You keep at that. <laughs> I will. Uh, Jay says, GK Pro needs to make more cartoon versions of Disc Golf's best moments. Love the OTB tour skins tuned. 530 foot Kevin Jones ace. Uh, that popped up in my feed at some point or another. I think I clicked on it. And then there was some kind of intro and then I something else distracted me and then I never got back to it. But I, excuse me, I will echo that I've seen a lot of people say what you're saying uh, as to that being a really awesome uh, video. I so, will have uh, to check will, that out. We will watch it in the after, in the after, after show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> bullet points equals a chart 100%. Uh, yeah, hey, Nova. bullet points though. That's bullet <laughs> points. That's not the entire spreadsheet. When no one says I'm, when I open up Excel or Google Sheets, like, oh, oh here's my chart. chart. <laughs> yeah. But you wouldn't open up Excel if you weren't going to have like a chart-like function, if you didn't want it to be chart-like. Otherwise, you just put everything in Word. No, they're two different or applications. I, that's what I'm saying, though. But if, if yeah. you wanted to kind of act as a chart of sorts, that's why you'd open up <laughs> uh, sheets in the first place. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you just put it all yeah. in doc. Just saying. Hey, Nova, hope you're well. Uh, Nova has a new video out. I uh, saw her promoting it earlier, so I will help promote it as well. Nova's got a new video. Uh <laughs> Let's keep on scrolling with uh, some of these insights for you guys. Have you watched Cocaine Bear yet? Based on the true story from no. a bear in Kentucky. No, I. I here's what I've Will heard. Will you watch it? Do, oh, do you know the premise? Yes, a hundred percent. Okay, I um, do not. Uh, there's there's two movies that I do want to see that I think are going to be just dumb funny. Um, one is Cocaine Bear. I don't think I'm going to go to the theater to see it. Okay. Uh the the premise is back in like the 80s. Somebody dropped some cocaine out of a plane and somehow a bear got a hold of it and basically ate a brick of cocaine Hmm. and uh, it died. That's more or less the whole story. This is a different premise. The bear gets a hold of the cocaine and goes on a murder rampage. Oh, yeah. So it's very much embellished. Um, It's when they say based on a true story, very loosely. (laughs) That cocaine exists and bears exist. And that that a bear actually ate a brick of cocaine at one point. Um. The other one I want to see is is a uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Violent Night or Sa- it's it's the it's the Violent Santa murder uh, where he mm. it's basically Die Hard but David Harbor plays Santa. I don't know why, but it tickles me pink when I see it. Mm. It's another one where I'm probably not going to go to the theater and see it, but I definitely am going to watch it once it hits uh, either HBO or maybe if I rent it off of Amazon or something like that. I, I'm I'm going to make some time to see those because both of those look like movies that are never ever going to win any sort of award but will sit there and make me laugh the entire time okay sounds good then somebody else asked if you watch uh wisconsin uh do i watch wisconsin football yeah do you watch wisconsin football what are your thoughts on luke fickle i'm not so much a college football person um is luke fickle the transfer that is coming in for quarterback I think I heard something that Wisconsin was getting something out of the transfer system for the for a quarterback. Um, if so, awesome. 
I, I don't know. The only <laughs> the only good quarterback Wisconsin I think has ever had is Russell Wilson. Mm. And Russell He's all right. Russell was basically in for one year and left. Oh. And he, they lost I think that that was the year they lost the Rose Bowl with Russell. Um, Wisconsin is not known for their quarterbacks. They're known for their uh offensive linemen, their tight ends and uh sometimes the running, running back sometimes the running backs like mm-hmm. like it seems like a wisconsin tight end is almost always drafted at some point wisconsin offensive linemen are always drafted but the the running back i mean we had ron dane yeah and uh we also had uh, jonathan taylor i believe was was a wisconsin running back who's now on ir for the season but we've had a few good running backs that's for sure well, coming back to my my city, village. I highly doubt he will. Uh, I don't know. J.J. Watt, the pride of Pewaukee. That's where I live, folks. It is. Just about 30 minutes west of here, officially retiring and made that announcement. What, today? Is that what I saw? Yes. Yeah, he, I think made that announcement He made an Instagram post basically saying it's his, it's his daughter's uh, or son. I'm not exactly sure. First ever NFL game, and it's his last ever home game, which I think behind the scenes, I think in... Uh, uh, the Cardinals management knew that he was retiring or knew that he wasn't going to be moving on, but he made that announcement for the world saying that he will no longer be playing football after this season. Well, him and I are going to hang out. I hope so. That'd be fun. You should have him on the show. Yeah. Drop on in, JJ. That's brothers and whoever else plays. His dad, or I don't know. TJ, his brother. Uh, yeah. Uh, I heard they're making a rush hour four. They Paul are. says, okay, you weren't into... <laughs> One, two, or three, were you? I, I think I saw one in parts, maybe when we were in college. I, I, didn't, I have not seen it all. I know that much. But no, uh, no. Okay. Because I always, I, I know this sounds dumb, but Rush Hour to me always seemed like a bad version of Bad Boys. Mm. Not that Bad Boys was great, although the first one was pretty good. Um, But Jackie Chan, Chris Tucker... I don't float your boat. Not usually. Chris Tucker is phenomenal in Fifth Element, though. I'll say that, which you would hate. So don't bother ever watching the it. Fifth Element. Yeah. With Bruce Willis. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, I can yeah. imagine how much you hated it. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't. I don't. I didn't. I barely remember it. Obviously, you remember the ending, but uh, no, yeah. don't don't care for it. Didn't care for it. No, I wouldn't have thought so. <laughs> yeah, of like, course. I loved it. I, I did I, watch I, it. I thought it was. I, I loved it. So. Uh, Gannon Burr was in the news. I saw that locally. Uh, he was, I think, featured right on the front page of the Des Moines Register. Uh, so people can check that out. Um, <laughs> there was something else that I noticed in the news that I wanted to bring to light. And I can't remember what it was now. Which uh, did we ask if we had any issues, literal issues, with the blizzard and the negative 30 degree temps over the weekend? Um, did, I, did you have any sort of? No. I did not. <laughs> Yeah, in uh, other than keeping my house warm. Yeah, when it was all said and done, very blessed. There was not a ton of travel on my behalf. uh, Certainly nothing that involved a an airplane. So, and we didn't uh, even really get hit with a blizzard here. No, so like Milwaukee has kind of like a bubble around it lately, where it feels like the day or two before everyone's talking ten to eighteen inches. Everyone's like, "Ooh, that's going to be a rough one." 
JJ Watt's hometown, Pewaukee, where I live, <laughs> uh, was they called off school. So uh, our kids were supposed to have off on Friday. That was pre-planned. That that's when their break was going to start. And then due to the eight to ten to eighteen inches that was forecasted for Thursday. By Wednesday night, along with these cold temperatures, as all of this was passing through, mm-hmm. by Wednesday night they sent out a uh, which w- which we're really thankful. Which, You'd rather hear it at eight o'clock at night than four a.m. Of course. So by Wednesday know. night, as a kid, <laughs> there was something fun about waking up in the morning and like knowing that it was like really cold or blizzardy and thinking like, is school going to get canceled? Yeah, You're watching also the something news. really fun about eight a eight p.m. and then being like, oh yeah, I don't even have as, to get up at a certain time as tomorrow. a parent. Heck yeah. So as a, as a kid, uh, they fork they, with the forecast and with the fact that they were just about to send kids on like an eight, eight day vacation, so to speak, anyway, or break. They called it a day or did, did they call off Milwaukee? Nope. Oh, wow. My, okay. My kids walked to school <laughs> Thursday morning and had both, school uphill both ways. Uh, it's not even really uphill. It's a block okay. and a half. It's so, literally wow. a block and a I half. I didn't realize that. Well, so anyway, yeah. they called off school in our district. They did not. My and, kids are tougher. Uh, yeah, we're dumber. <laughs> so they... <laughs> Tougher. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so they called off school, and then we got like two inches of snow. Yeah, the snow somehow like ended up going north and south of us, and and two there inches. Were, yeah, we had like two and a half to three inches here of snow. Now the dangerous part was the fact that there was fifty mile an hour winds. Correct. The wind chills um, were ridiculous. They were talking about not no travel, and that was part of the reason why they wanted to call where they would call off schools because the busing and whatnot, you know, travel and um. They were telling people not to travel until Saturday afternoon. We went up north Friday afternoon, and for the most part, it was a pretty easy travel. Not a lot of cars on the road, but there were points on my way up north, about two hours north of here, whiteout conditions yeah. for about 30 seconds, where you'd, you'd drive, you would see it coming. You're like, cool, I'm about to hit a mini blizzard because the wind is just whipping through. You slow down to about 30 miles an hour, and... You keep tapping your brakes so the person behind you can see you. You get through this 30 seconds of blizzard, and then it's clear again. And you drive for another 10, 15, 20 miles until you run into another one. So uh, thankfully, like I said, we didn't really get hit with anything major. Uh, I've I've seen some places that, that did get anywhere from 10 to 14 inches of snow in the Midwest, and it didn't look good. I know a lot of travel was messed up because of it. Uh, as we joked about earlier, Southwest Airlines canceled 2,400 flights yesterday. I think they were saying about 2,200 today and whatnot. Uh, my cousin who came in from Austin, Texas, she got stuck at O'Hare because she couldn't make her connection to Milwaukee. And her, you know, my uncle, her dad, had to go get her and drive her back up to the Fox City. So it's about a, about a three-hour uh, drive from O'Hare to Appleton area maybe a little south at oshkosh three to three and a half hours probably took a lot longer with a little bit of the weather so i mean ultimately and her luggage was all lost so we'll see if she gets that back but but ultimately we were fortunate in wisconsin that not a lot really uh yeah things were pretty mild considering in fact it almost felt like there was a taunting of hey you you a-holes predicted so much worse uh harsher conditions and this is all you mm-hmm. gave us there was a little bit of that oh there's always yeah, uh, the, and the weatherman <laughs> every show has a little bit of some uh shameless self-plug so 
Yes, this weekend, uh, Johnny talked about earlier, 50 degrees. It's going to be a scorcher out there. This weekend, there is still room available to play in my flex start, chaining in the new year, the final flex that's taking place at Fairfield Park in northern Illinois. Uh, Round Lake is the place to be, so there is a flex start that will take place uh, 9 a.m., I want to say, and then the last tee-off would be at 2 p.m., so... You can find it on Disc Golf Scene. We'd love to have you come throw Frisbees and join us for the final round of the year uh, out there at that course. Also, uh, I made a quick tweet about this, and and I need to get very serious about it in an organized fashion, which is not my strong suit. I'm excited about the idea of covering a couple of tournaments. Many of you know this, that... (laughs) One of the times I get to really dig my heels into post-production is kind of during when the, the Pro Tour, I'm not as active with the Pro Tour. So that's the Chainhawk Open in December, beginning of December. That's things like Shelly Sharp. That's things like the Maricopa Open. And and this year, looking at Thailand for back-to-back events, one in Chiang Mai, one in Koh Samui. Um, and then you fast forward to a few other events, throw down the mountain, so on and so forth. <clears throat> I have a little bit of latitude, pardon the pun, to also seek out a few additional sponsors that want to be part of some of that coverage. And if you're interested in doing so, please reach out to me as soon as possible, uh, whether that's Facebook or Twitter or whatever the case might be, um, if if you want some representation in some of those uh, videos. It might be a product. It might be a podcast that you have. It might be uh, another YouTube channel. Whatever the case might be, reach out, and uh, hopefully we can find something that suits you. This is where, I don't want to say I just get the most views, but it's it's the chance where uh, we're definitely filling a, a small gap in otherwise fresh content coverage. And so I, I know that's certainly part of the secret sauce to uh, getting a little bit more views and eyeballs on my channel. So... Please reach out if you're interested. Did uh, your kids get everything they wanted for Christmas? Did you get everything you wanted for Christmas? I don't know if there's anything you want for Christmas these days. At our age, we kind of need it, want it, buy it. But Yeah, I, I was certainly all good. Um, you guys will be elated because you guys will get to experience one of my gifts. <laughs> uh, Did you yourself is... a new camera? <laughs> no, uh, I had asked for and received a... What now will be a secondary uh, traveling light. You know how I often get to set up some fancy light whenever I travel around. It's got a nice little magnet. It's it's an industry standard portable light, but I picked up a second one that is rechargeable as well. It's the same one as the first, but that will allow me. Uh, just it's such a it has such a small footprint, so to speak, so that it's great that I should be able to adjust my lighting to another degree anytime that I'm out traveling and on the road. So. Uh, picked up one of those, and and you will benefit that my other secondary gift because I'm so exciting will be it was a uh, a replacement electronic toothbrush. So I've got a whole new toothbrush. Good for you. Uh, I had an electric one that I got two years ago. Didn't last quite as long. Well, wow. it lasted, but I was ready for a new one. So uh, an Why official were you ready upgrade for a new electric toothbrush because uh, the other one just didn't seem to hold the charge really well. It was oh. it's kind of a secondary name brand. And Mm. I mean, you know, you're old and very unexciting when you're an electric electric toothbrush is on your Christmas list. I had an electric toothbrush for like 
seven years that was great um the only issue with it is it was an older model and it had this giant base to it because it didn't have one of these small bases and it would just get really gross like yeah like yeah. you you'd drip down and have like this funk on it and it was always literally it would take me like 10 to 20 minutes to clean it because i'd have to take this whole thing apart to get to the charging area so finally at some point i got annoyed with that after seven or eight years of that and i went and bought a very similar model but with a much smaller base that matched my daughter's electric toothbrush and so now we each have our own little one there. And uh, and yeah, I, I actually did that like two months ago. So I got a new toothbrush two months ago. So it couldn't be a Christmas gift. No, you got you to gotta hold off for that. No, that no. sweet, sweet Christmas action. Yeah, my kids got what they need. Yeah, that's... And and then and then some. So everybody uh, everybody checks out. I, I My son, and I kind of mentioned this to you, it was funny. He's opening up presents uh, up north at my in-laws place and he opened up a frisbee they got him a frisbee uh, an ultimate size disc from tosi t-o-s-y tosi it's got leds along the side of it it activates when you throw it i i kind of chuckled at it and they were like they're like oh it's a it's a frisbee you guys can i'm like no it's a great frisbee it'll be fun to play it's not a golf disc so to speak but i have enough of those and i I chuckled because i'm like oh i backed a uh, a kickstarter from them a, a while ago and they were like oh really and i just looked up the kickstarter and it says here uh, the campaign was supposed to fulfill in, I think it was like September of 2021. And I've yet to see my Tosi disc. <laughs> so I, I, I got it. So I got their an, ad rates just went up. I, I mentioned I, their name again. They're going to owe us $200. <laughs> I got a, uh, a, an update from them, I think in November with a video saying, hey, we're still working on it. Uh, and, which is funny because they, they got. 2,800 backers to the tune of $420,000. Wow. Yeah. So it's not like it's a small... I think if, it was, if this was a small Kickstarter, I'd be like, oh, Toasty's a known name brand that went out and is doing golf discs. So I'm curious as to when this will at some point show up. Um, it's the world's first smart golf disc AI powered. By the time we get it, it might be like the third. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, it's funny that somebody else was able to purchase it and get it to you. Oh, no, but no, it no, wasn't this. No, one this clearly. is no, this no, is right. their golf disc. Okay. My son got their ultimate disc. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. so that one obviously is much, it's been around for a while. So I did get a kick out of that when I, when he opened that up from my in-laws and, and they, they saw me laughing and we had a little discussion about, the different types of discs there are out there. So. Oh, in other randomness, which most of you, if you're uh, subscribed to Smashbox, you may have already seen, but in in somewhat random fashion. Since last week, I had also produced a couple other videos that uh, were just sitting there ready to go. You or released a Paul McPolish video. I did, but before even that, I had released um, the memorial. And, and and call this I, it's it, you can't call it a proof of concept. I understand that entirely, but I released memorial footage uh, from the memorial championships. It was granted it's back in March, but it it was rounds three and four of the lead card of MP40, and so it featured Steve Brinster, Dutch Napier, Pete Uliberry, Shasta Chris. Then spoiler. I released the the lead card of the final round, uh, fourth round. We we didn't have people out there getting rounds one and two, but we released the fourth round as well. It had Pete Uliberry, uh, Shasta Chris, Steve Brinster, and then KJ Naibo. And 
the views are somewhat consistent. I'm looking at them right now. They've all been up for about four or five days, and we're looking at roughly 2,500 views per nine holes. And granted, if this was more timely and was released at the beginning of the year, it may have mattered. I don't know that it would have. Um, yeah, I don't know that it would have. But it does shed a... It, it is one tiny snapshot into MP40 coverage in terms of viewership. And I'll be sure. interested... And I've, I've got a few other MP40 videos throughout the years. I'll be interested to see... And I'm going to wrap this all up with getting to the point, which is the Disc Golf Masters Tour and what viewership looks like. And that's something we asked Callie about and talked to her about. I know Ace Run has stepped up and said that they're going to be um, have a part in that as well. Some events, yeah. Maybe all of them. Uh, 2023 will really shed a huge light on, shine a huge light on, what masters coverage demand looks like. I think that's maybe and what I'm getting at. I think here, here's what I'll say about that there. Look at what FPO coverage used to do mm-hmm. before there was consistent FPO coverage uh, like that we see on the tour. So, and I'm not saying you're doing this, but I think judging the masters coverage that you're putting out, to a consistent tour where you can build up anticipation, you can watch development of players and whatnot on a tour. I think if the if something like this, the Masters Tour is going to happen, you're going to have to do something like that just to bring excitement to yeah, the division. A consistency, a consistency, more than because a one-off isn't going to do anything for anybody. There's almost no anticipation, no excitement in it as opposed to a consistent tour that we will hopefully Certainly. see. And that's why I said this is yep. this is more so a snapshot, not so much a proof of concept. It's just a, a snapshot and like we said, whether it was mm-hmm. advertised more or the players that are on it. I mean, those are four stellar players uh, that I feel like have um, some name. It'll be interesting to see or five in, in total. It'll be interesting to see. Um and then also, I did go, and, and thanks to somebody else's post, I'm, I'll, I'll shout them out. I think it was Disc Golf Fanatic, who I don't know where they got it from. And unfortunately, I couldn't fact check it. So, I'm, well, I kind of did. Um, I had posted the five best rounds, or the top 15 rounds, that, I should say. Oh, I was going to say. That came originally from Stat Mando, maybe? I think Stat Mando started something like that. There was kind mm-hmm. of a, a uh, uh, I don't say a meme going around, but just like a, a little viral thing where everybody was posting their top five rounds their of the to, year. Their personal top five, yeah. yeah. And then at one point, somebody made a list of the top rounds of all of MPO and the top rounds of all of FPO for the year. And I looked at that once I saw that list. I was like, wait a minute. My channel currently houses the two top rated rounds of the year. I was like, oh. Well, hey, I should see if I ever, you know, um, put those out as individual rounds, solo rounds, as I call them. And I hadn't. So I uh, went out and immediately grabbed the second best rated round of the entire year of 2022. And I released that on my channel. And you're going to release the first? And I will release the top rated round of the year. And uh, spoiler, the I believe the, was it the only round that got over 1,100? Either way, it was the highest rated round of the year. No, Anthony Barella hit over 1,100. But not at an A tier or above. Correct. Not at an A tier. So, okay. uh, yeah, that that is the caveat I should make sure to include there, or the distinction at an A tier or above. A tier, elite series, or major. 
And so I'll release that as well. The only thing that I dislike about having Kristen Tatars, one of her best rated rounds of the year, it's at the same course with these other two great rounds were. Mm. So if you're watching it, you should. But if you do, some people are going to be like, oh, all these top rated rounds all came from the same course. Memorial? Mountain Hills. Mountain Hills. Yeah. They're great rounds, clearly. But as we know, Fountain Hills tends to produce... Uh, some of those hot rounds. That, but the, if you outplay everybody, they produce hot rounds. I just think, as everybody says, the round ratings at Fountain Hills are a little bit elevated compared to the, the difficulty of the course. Because with Fountain Hills, as we all know, you could take a two or a four on every hole because there's water there or a six, you know, mm-hmm. if you go out multiple times. So, well, you know, you and I could throw almost an identical shot, land near the basket. I get just kind of a cruddy roll on almost every hole and I'm taking fours and you're taking twos. The quality of the play, I feel like the Memorial isn't as spread out as the round ratings make it feel just because of all the OB. Now there's still great rounds, Anything, anytime you're shooting anywhere up there, it's it's an amazing round. So, but yeah, yeah. So they'll be available. Uh, Robert, we already you got to rewind, bro. You want Simon to MVP rumors? You got to rewind. We mm-hmm. we we beat that one to death. Uh, WT Force Wade, I believe, says a Masters yep. age says a lot about the earlier generations. He, he's calling that you're going to be state champion. What over in Michigan? That's what he thinks until Good we come over there. Luck. Good luck until Johnny comes and takes <laughs> seventh. Did your master's coverage of Memorial get as many views as, as regular MPO round? No, I couldn't even read that without laughing. Uh, absolutely not. And and nor would I expect it to, um, nor will they ever. Let's, I mean, if we're just being honest, like they never will. And, and that's expected. They shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Like if we're just being honest with ourselves and the players are being honest with themselves you're not going to have a master's division. Even if you put four of the greatest masters of all time together on the greatest course, uh, unfortunately, there's going to be still plenty of other uh, videos that will outperform it. Uh, Wade says, I like watching Steve Brinster's game, which I totally agree with. It's always a good time. Timestamp earlier. Uh, <laughs> best choice DGT, DGPT made with the schedule is removing the memorial. I mean, yeah, just, as Johnny kind of alluded to. It kind of I had mean, to happen. The, the, and it, it wasn't just the style of course, because we find open courses. I, I, I want to be, I'll go out on a limb here and say it's it's not just the style as much as it was a lack of constraints that you can have on that course it was very difficult essentially it's impossible to close the park so we couldn't have or vista Vista. so you couldn't have exclusive use for disc golfers for the park which thereby created safety hazards uh that the the disc golf pro tour wasn't interested in combating because i'll still go and say i think vista is a good course i think vista is can be held up to some of our other elite series courses. Fountain Hills, you can make an argument one way or the other. It's not a difficult course, but as I've said for years, I like having a variety of courses. The fact that it's birdie or die to me, that I like that's a fun way to start around a, 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 a year. And to be fair, uh, Vegas kind of fulfills that wide open Heiser sure. itch that you get. Um, 
you just don't get as many birdies at Vegas as you do at Memorial. So I don't know, give or take it. I, I, I never had an issue with the Memorial personally. It's a more of a safety thing for people. You know, you can't close the course. Um, you can't sell tickets to it because the parks are open. So who's going to pay for a ticket when the parks are open? It, it just didn't work out for the pro tours future planning really. And yeah. I get that. Uh, and you can agree or disagree with it being there like that. I understand, but um, it wasn't just exclusively the style. Is was excuse me was going to be my point. And let's be let's be fair, as you were maybe just alluding to as well. Yeah, there's the danger and there's whatever at the course. It's it's kind of enjoyable to actually watch. Now <laughs> the memorial's it, it, it fun is, to it watch. Is, it is reclaimed wastewater. But it's still enjoyable to walk around and watch a round of golf at the fountain for me. And I I understand Mm -hmm. mileage may vary and some people absolutely just don't like it. But to walk around at the fountain, to see the fountain going off, to see the the play that can be shot there, I still find it mildly enjoying. It's very different than walking around at Idlewild. I get it. Guess what? You can enjoy both and there's nothing wrong with that either. You may hate one and love the other, but you could enjoy both. That's where, that, that's where I land. <laughs> I enjoy all disc golf. Theory. No, you don't. Not all of it. Most of it. Maybe, but not all of it. Uh, VDC made course changes, it appears. A couple throws harder. There's factors that are unique to the fountain. Um, I Yes, exactly. Uh, agree with you there. Uh, you said... And this is not exclusive to you or your knowledge or to your player, but you said the on tour final episode is out, correct? It is. It finally it finally came out. It was delayed a few weeks. I know they had some issues. Um, I don't think they wanted to say anything, but I know there were some issues in the backside, so things got pushed back. But uh, I think a week or so, or two weeks, I don't know. But anyway, I did. Funny, I watched the sixth episode because that's the one I clicked on. Um, I forgot that I hadn't watched the fifth episode, so maybe mm-hmm. we'll go back and watch that. It was good. I mean, it, it wasn't as good as I think the third and fourth episodes that I watched, which I felt were a little bit more behind. Well, aren't the, you just some effing movie critic? They were a little bit more behind the scenes. This one was a little bit more of a uh, a wrap up video, as okay. the final episode is. You know, it summarized USDGC. It kind of ignored throw pink a little bit. Okay, from what I noticed. Um. And then it went to the the DGPT championships. Don't spoil anything for me, though. I'm, I'm going to tell you, Terry. <laughs> um, and they kind of had a summary, a little bit of the FPO players that made the finals. Uh, Missy chatted a bit. Uh, Own, you got a really nice kind of history of Own Scoggins, which was awesome, and um, uh, Valerie Mondahano as well. Mm. I, I don't think Tatar was available to do kind of a sit down with them. I think she has chatted in some of the, she did talk in some of the earlier ones, but I don't necessarily think she had a, a real big in-depth thing. in this one, and then they talked, you know, <laughs> it's funny cause I, I did honestly skip around a little bit in it when they were summarizing uh, the men's side, watching Ricky go and birdie hole 18 twice again. Mm. It, overall, I, I, I liked it. I didn't like it as much as a couple of the earlier episodes. I'll say that, but it was fine. I'll go back and watch episode five at some point now. And uh, now that I've spoiled the season ending. Yeah, I tell you, 
I, I was I was unsure of how it was going to end up. And as everybody says, just put own in front of every camera, <laughs> every camera. In fact, if your own Scoggins, just find a camera and go to it because that person will not be able to take the camera off of you. She is so entertaining. Always, even when she's sitting there chatting, you know, she's got like this, you know, the, the typical uh, uh, white background where she's sitting there having an interview. Still the most entertaining player that you can imagine talking about her history, working in, you know, <laughs> about how every day for her is fun because she yeah. has worked in at difficult jobs where she grew up in Laos. And, you know, she's like, I'm not carrying heavy things. I'm not, you know, working in fields. I'm not doing these things. I'm playing disc golf. Mm -hmm. So to have own kind of give a really nice background into what she does is phenomenal. And by all means, like I said, it should just be, it shouldn't be called on tour next year. It should be called own tour. Hey, and just follow own around. Well, if you want to do that, which is funny because I was also just it's scrolling through her too, uh, Instagram where she is in Laos, as Johnny just mentioned. Uh, she's been there since shortly after the uh, Phoenix Ladies Open. Yep. And she has uh, has made a, a number of posts there and has quite a few pictures and whatnot. So if you want to go out, you can follow her on Instagram as well. I'm going to put that in the chat uh, for somebody that is too lazy to click anywhere else. So I'll put it in there right now, and you can click on it to follow Owen Scoggins. But she's currently visiting family in Laos. Unfortunately, she's going to be, unfortunately for me, selfishly, <laughs> she's going to be coming back to and not be part of the uh, uh the Samui event that's taking place over in Thailand uh or the one in Chiang Mai but I know there's already talks that if she takes an extended trip maybe next year's off season or sometime after that that we might be able to get her to stick around for some of that uh Thailand or Thai uh disc golf as well so looking forward to it all right, Johnny. Uh, oh, and another quick announcement. I know we talked about her briefly last week. Uh, we have not seen any manufacturer announcement out of Erica Stinchcomb, but she said she is going to continue her relationship and her sponsorship with Skybreed Discs, who have supported her uh, tremendously in the last couple of years. So she Good did make that announcement, and she said uh, that she is still working on um, finalization of a possible disc manufacturer. So if you've got... One of the hot geese there, one of the two hot geese in your in your radar. That's exactly what she is working on. Let's read this. Okay. <laughs> All right, Terry, you know what we can do? We can give something away tonight. Yes, we can. I don't know what we're going to give away. Oh, Simple. I got stuff. I know you do. You always have stuff that I we're going to give stuff, away. And it's not going to be a mystery box, and it won't be a six-time claw disc, but it'll be something of less value well, than this, those things. I'll tell you what, if you were able to give away a six time claw disc, I'd be shocked considering they're not out yet, but you know, I, I I'm known for making empty promises. Um, and also That's last good. week's winner, Seifert over had reached out to me. Uh, it, it, I might just have you pack a disc with him next week uh, or next year. Uh, he, he said that, uh, he's not too concerned about us getting it mailed out right away okay. to Norway. But if you're going to be in his backyard, literally, yeah, uh, he, I, I might be, you, next might, year. you might need to hand it to him. But so, uh, thank you. See for regardless, we you. appreciate all of your support as one of our many Patreon supporters and subscribers. So Johnny, speaking of Patreon, patreon.com slash smashbox TV. If you want to be eligible for our giveaway, as we say every single week, it's literally less than uh, a cup of coffee every single month um, for as little as a dollar a month. And you know what? 
Some of those coffees you pay for at Starbucks are like 10, 12, 14 bucks, depending on what you get. Yeah. You could do a whole year's support for Smashbox TV with that. And every single week, that's 52 times a year, assuming that we hit every single week. And we usually do. Um, we're, we're here doing something. That's we keep you up and stiffer than coffee. Stiff coffee. That's creepy in a lot of ways, Terry. I'm going to just pass on that. Um, in just life in general. Let's just pass on All that. Right. Let's All pretend right. you didn't say that. I'm going to take that out of the podcast. I'm really not. <laughs> so 153 people are eligible. And I do want to give a special shout out to, um, to two guys, Gordon Johnson and Robert Dahman, who every single week go out to the weekly giveaways, smashbox.tv slash weekly giveaways, and enter themselves in manually. Every you, single week. You do not have to be present to win and nor do you have to no purchase necessary. Yeah, yeah. And they partake in both. Every single week. So I give a huge shout out. And every single week I add them into our weekly giveaway list. So this week I sorted it by um email address. Yeah, you did. I did, Terry. I, think you did that I last did. week. No, I sorted it by first name last week. I oh think. yeah, you did. So Anyway, uh, yeah, so sorted it by email address. Terry, what is the number that we are going to draw? Mm, wow, man. Uh, I don't know. It's episode. <laughs> it's episode 435. <laughs> uh-huh. I was going to say. Um, That's three, four, and a five. It is. So we definitely go with six. All right. Wow. We're going to go high tonight. We're, We're going go, with six. Going with six. All right. Our f- First number is 117. Second number is 42. Third number is 5. Fourth number is 22. Fifth number is 4. Wow, 5 and 4 were both in there. It's going to be higher than 4. Higher I than would four. bet. <laughs> I hope it's not, for the love of God. Our sixth and final number it's is six. 30. 30, 30, 30. Let's look at who it is now so i don't dox anybody Let's take them off the screen mm. number 30 is hype man dan daniel renoso jeez oh, that guy hype man dan love it dan getting at it congratulations hype man dan daniel renoso out of the minnesota location hype man for the udisc crew and guys um congratulations thanks dan's been a supporter long time for uh longer than i even probably should tell yeah so, he's he's been here longer than you i think he he might be <laughs> he, he might be he was he was he was within the first year of our patreon supporters so congratulations dan um i'll give terry your information but i'm sure he has it oh yeah i know where you live <laughs> i know where you it's live dan. super creepy i don't even like that terry knows where i live uh-huh so. <laughs> well, if you increase your Patreon, then uh, we, we could hide from you. Yeah, then I could, then I would not be able to find you. Uh, uh, which, I, but, yeah, that'd be all right too. All right, are we going to close it out? Is that it? We are going to wrap this up, Tear. Wow. Again, yeah, I'll say the same that I said in the regular show. But for our after showers, thank you guys so much for joining us. It's been an incredible year. Uh, we've had some ups and downs, and and some sideways. There's been a little bit of sideways, and. Well, you're going to get that, especially in the after show. But we are so honored and privileged that you guys somehow click that download button or you you tune in live week after week. And we very much appreciate each and every one of you, especially our Patreon subscribers. I mean, we're not going to lie. We love you more 
because you we love always, us. We always say it. <laughs> or at least you, you pretend to with uh, trying to bribe us. And, and we're like that. We'll take it. So thank you for an incredible 2022. It's been another season of Smashbox TV podcast. Wow. We make no promises for improvement in 2023 because I'm still with this guy. So I think we've already hit the ceiling for Johnny <laughs> V. I'm Terry Miller, the disc golf guy. That's been 435's after show. We'll see you next year when you step inside the Smashbox. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-st